they parted company, really, with Dio, the band, just after Sacred Heart. I thought, ah, it's too soft. You know, with the um, with the stabs of synth and all that. And I thought, I'm, I'm not... After um, Last in Line, which was an album I played and played and played, I had the tape. Of course I did. Yeah, fetch the pencil! You know, I, I had that and... Um, Loved it and thought Sacred Heart that I was really excited to to listen to was um, a bit too a bit too soft. I've realised the error of my ways now and come back to Dio, but I missed all that mid period. You know, I came back to him really and then revisited the mid period, but I came back to him with uh, Killing the Dragon and um, Master of the Moon. What an album! Went to see him on that tour, and I think I've said before on this year podcast, Steve Swift's rambling. Reviews that he was in a fairly small room there. He was in the Academy 3, I think, which was a bit of a come down, really. It was packed, which is good to see. But I thought, you know, his voice is so powerful. I don't think he needs the amplification. It can still be heard over the band. It was a bit loud. His voice was a bit loud with the amplification. Extraordinary. And um, but, uh, albums like Lock Up the Wolves and. Um, Angry Machines, I've revisited recently, and there's merit in all of the Dio albums. And thanks to the Deep Purple Pod, do subscribe. It's wonderful. And their tweets are great as well, because they just keep saying, on this day in, this album was released. Oh, yeah, forgotten about that. And so it is with this album, which was released in 19... 87, I want to say. Yes, July 1987. July 21st, which is when the tweet came out, of course. It's uh, Dream Evil, which Dio fans will already have guessed. First album here with Craig Goldie, I think. Claude Schnell's in there now as a proper member. Vinny Apice, or Vinny Apice, is in there. And uh, Mr. Bain is playing the bass. And you know what? I haven't listened to this album very much at all. And that will be remedied in the very near future. Because it's blooming good. It doesn't sound... It's not got the kind of grandiose feel of Sacred Heart. In which he felt like he was... It felt like he was trying to do something. Which probably wasn't... He probably wasn't achieving... Yeah, this album, it gets its head down and starts head banging straight away. Night People, I mean, first of all, you've got the synths. It's as if they're saying, we have got synths on this album. And just to show you, here they are as the first thing you hear. But suddenly, they're unfolding a kind of racing riff. It's like, this is like the stuff that you'd expect to have on um, Holy Diver. You know, the fast, sleek, radio metal rockers. Really good. Dream Evil sounds a bit like Rainbow in that riff. I have to say, the chorus is so accessible. You can climb right in the middle of it and enjoy it so much. Craig Goldie's solo is lilting and has emotion in it. Really good early Dio sound, this. And it continues with Sunset Superman. These three tracks, Night People, Dream Evil, Sunset Superman... First three tracks on this album are almost 
a knockout blow. Again, you've got that driving rock that he does with a lilting, and I use that word again, that kind of, you know, that kind of vocal melody that he, he, he often used to combine the two, and that really works. The, the solo then coils around monolithic pillars of rock. It's beautifully done. And elsewhere in the album, what, what, you might, what I was concerned about was, well, there were these three tracks, and they're great, and the rest of the album might wither in the shadow of these great tracks. But no! All the Fool Sailed Away is long, it's seven minutes plus, big sound, lots of purple, deep purple that would be, big sing from Ronnie James Dio, who can really link with these, with the emotion and the meaning and the and the heft of the lyrics. But you've got a kind of almost harpsichord style solo in there before Craig Goldie takes us away with his fretboard forays. Brilliant. Over love. Radio rock. Pushy. It's as if it's saying, you want to listen to this. I know you'll love this. Can't wait to tell you about it. Really tight as well, this feel. I mean, Naked in the Rain is all right. It's, it's and uh, you know, I could have been a dreamer. Not so good. It's too soft on that chorus. There are too many Claude Schnell synth moments in there. But then, when you get the closer, when a woman cries, there are 80s synth chops in there. Kind of synth, the kind of thing you'd hear in 80s synth pop around this time, you know. They aren't so bad. They work well because, because they're, they're working with a really sharp and dangerous and sleek riff. A lot of this is really tough 80s rock. Faces in the window. It's so fast it's almost a blur. And it's a great piece of work, this. So pleased I went back to, to see it, prompted by the Deep Purple Pot. Thank you, gentlemen, yet again. Because this continues the brilliance. You know, some of the late, some of the mid-period albums I have concerns over, but hardly any concerns over this. Fabulous. And very, very well done. Ta-ta.